going on, y'all? It's your boy Big June giving out another episode of the Smokers Lounge. We're sports discussion, we come sports debates, and so on and so on, man. As y'all know, man, we in the month of April. Fastly approaching the NFL draft. You know, unfortunately for the teams like the Jets and the Panthers, Bengals, Dolphins, you know, they're always picking with the high first round picks in the 49ers this year doing the trade. And, you know, hopefully your team finally gets it right and. Yeah, I'm starting to look forward for this upcoming season. But I um, just want to mention and give a quick shout out to our champions, national champions, that is, of the University of Baylor. Congratulations on a magnificent game and a magnificent run through the season. And also, shout out to Gonzaga. Nothing to hold, hold your heads down. And, you know, you had a great season. Unfortunately, you know, your perfection came up a little bit short, man. But again, nothing to hang your head about. And the season didn't end. You know, congratulations and moving forward. You know, the program's in good hands, man. Listen, I'm just going to get to it. NFL Draft is coming at the end of this month. As you know, your boy Big Joe, man, unfortunately, he moved for the Jets. And, and here we are once again with the same old question with the biggest dilemma that the New York Jets organization has had since the curse of Joe Namath, right? Are we finally going to get it right when it comes to the starting quarterback? Who knows? Right now, as you know, Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers to reunite with uh, Robbie Anderson. And some people said that, you know, he wasn't given a fair shake and he wasn't surrounded with the right proper talent and offensive line. And I agree with that to a degree. From the standpoint as being a Jet fan and watching the games, yes, he wasn't surrounded with a lot of talent as other quarterbacks who came into the league. When you see draft guys and simp, yes. However, you still have to perform when you want to feel. And the results that he had, you know, it's clear and it's obvious that he regressed in his third season moving forward. And you know the big option was coming in, so the extension, you know, the quarterbacks get paid top dollar. So I figured Joe Douglas wasn't comfortable with, you know, paying him. Now, I could give you some numbers of Sam Donald, and I will in a few minutes. But I'm going to give you how I felt on the Sam Donald situation real fast. As you know, yes, I was a Sam Donald fan. I, I, I was ecstatic when we drafted him. But I also knew from the Scott report coming out of USC, he was a turnover machine, which he continued to do in the NFL level, right? He was, you know, a lot of inconsistency and accuracy and all that, which he has shown and flashed in the NFL level as well. As in three years as a starting quarterback for the New York Jets, he has not played one full season yet. Due to mono injuries, seeing ghosts, whatever the case might be. Either way, it was in the best interest of both parties, the Jets and Sam Donald, for a fresh start. So, you know, when they say, did the, did the Jets give up on Sam Donald? 38 career games, a record of 13 and 25. 729 completed passes with 1,219 attempts. 8,097 career passing yards. 45 touchdowns with 39 interceptions, which gives you a 3.7 percentage of touchdowns and a 3.2 percentage of interception goals. A career completion passes of 59.8 and career passer rating of 78.6. So he has been sacked 88 times, 
has fumbled 20 times. Nine of them he has lost. I gave you some of the numbers of Sam Darnold. I knew he had the fair share. You know, not the full talent, offensive line. Yes, I understand all that. Do I agree with Joe Douglas? Well, from the standpoint that when you want to do things your way, and if you're going to go down with the ship, you want to go down your way. Yes, I understand why he did this. He has his coach and, and Robert Saylor, right? We have the offensive coordinator and LaFleur. So now all three of them in, in conjunction and cahoots with each other. And it's a beautiful thing because they're working as a team. They're operating as a team. So, you know, being a Jet fan, I know this is unregular, unusual to see the cohesiveness. But you got to have faith in Joe Douglas and understand that, you know, he's doing his due diligence. He, he's doing his scouting. And he understands what's at stake. His legacy is also at stake, right? It's just some of the things that, you know, it's frustrating being a Jet fan. And I get that. I understand that. Trust me, you don't have to explain that to me. I know as much as any Jeff fan, you know. Since we drafted Mark Sanchez, we have wasted, this will be our, our second first round pick and two first round, second round picks, excuse me, on a quarterback. From Mark Sanchez to Geno Smith to Christian Hackberg, Hackenberg to now Sam Donald. And this upcoming draft, we have the second roll, overall pick. And many assume that it will be Zach Wilson, because you're the quarterback out of uh, Baylor, will be selected with the second pick overall by the Jets. Is that a lot? Is it set in stone? Is Joe D and company going to um, attend Justin Fields' second pro day? And now that I mentioned Justin Fields, now I want to get to this stigma that Ohio State quarterbacks have. Like, yes, a lot of them have flopped and failed miserably in the NFL level. Yes, they have. But is it his fault? And should all the blame, the blame, the blame be placed shortly on his shoulders due to the fact that he played for the University of Ohio State? You see the highlights, you see the numbers, you see his competitive level. The head-to-head matchup with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, you know, the stigma of him being a running quarterback or being the next the next uh Lamar Jackson. Does that dim in his his whole outlook when you come to look at it? Because the stereotype is already there as far as Ohio State quarterback, as far as the running quarterback. Do you see where the parallels go? So, you know, you know, I thought about this and, and it's a lot of universities that had a lot of flops as far as the quarterbacks go, right? It's not only Ohio State. Now think about this. You had uh, Notre Dame with Rick Myra, Jimmy Clausen, uh, Brady Quinn, right? USC, let's not forget them. From Sam Donald, yeah, I'm saying it. Matt Lonnie, uh Mark Sanchez. You know, how's that track record going? Matt Barkley. So that's a lot of universities that haven't produced top-notch quarterbacks that went high in the draft, right? So it's not only Ohio State. Okay, now, if you were Joe Douglas and his scouting team, you're doing your diligence, you're coming back and you're chipping under his ear, you're chirping under his ear, excuse me, and he asks you, straightforward, if you were me, who are you taking? Is it Justin Fields or is it Zach Wilson? Now, you heard some of the knocks on, on Zach Wilson. Played in the week conference. 
Uh, could be a one-hit wonder. Already sustained major injury to his shoulder. Depending on who you're listening to. You know, BYU's not known for producing NFL quarterbacks. You know, with the exception of Steve Young. And by the way, Steve Young has gave a game and a, great, a ringing endorsement on Zach Wilson. Could be they both alumni, who knows. But I will say this, you know, as far as going the expertise route, you have to take into consideration into the equation of Steve Young and his analysis of Zach Wilson, right? Put aside all the BYU and, and everything, the boosters, and there has to be some type of level that he knows from uh, close forward, you know, a closer look than most of these scouts have as far as Zach Wilson. So, excuse me, Zach, Zach Wilson is concerned, right? So now, we'll get into the free agency. We'll get into some of the needs that the Jets need in the draft. You know, we have two first-round picks. We have the second pick, and we have the 23rd overall in the first round. We also have a, se- a second round and two third-rounders. You know, so we have that position. We got capital. We can make a move if we choose to. We look into, uh, you know, acquire some offense for our new quarterback if Justin Fields or Zach Wilson be the selection, right? Do you go offensive line with the 23rd pick? You know, or make a trade, trade down, acquire some more capital? Or do you go for the gusto and try to get someone like Kyle Pitts, the tight end for Florida? Or one of the wide receivers from Alabama or LSU? You know, because you have to surround your, your starting quarterback, your new quarterback, with talent, right? But you also have to protect them. So do they go offensive line with the 23rd pick and select the kid for USC? Or just, you know, Joe Douglas hands his hat and made a living off scouting and developing as far as offensive line goes, right? So in Joe D, you trust? Okay. It's a lot of studs and it's a lot of question marks surrounding this Jet team. Also, the cornerback play. You know, we got some young boys there. We got Hall on one side. We got Austin on one side. Do we go offensive line or cornerback? with that second pick, you see? Because it's a lot of answers and there's a lot of holes. So just think about it from right there, knowing possibly with a new head coach whose his specialty is defense through the Jets go defense with the 23rd pick overall. And if so, who are? You know, they mentioned the cornerback from South Carolina, the cornerback, I think, from Notre Dame, you know, the linebacker from Georgia. It's a couple of names that's been mentioned as far as that 23rd pick is concerned. You know, if it was up to me, your boy Big June, man, I'm going offense. I might go offensive line. You have to protect your new quarterback, right? You have to. There's no way that you, you draft the quarterback again in the first round with a high selection, second row, second overall, and not protect them. So far in free agency, the Jets have missed out on all the premier tackles and guards, right? So it's obviously that Joe Douglas is counting on the NFL draft to take care of some of them holes, right? And we have a lot of picks, and, and we and we got some moves that we can make. So, you know, we, we still have a couple of dollars left for being Saturday cat-wise. So, you know, the Jets are playing with a lot of things, and there's a couple of names out there, like the cornerback Steve Nelson from, from the Steelers who was released, and, you know, Richard Sherman is still out there. It's a couple of names, man. And, and, and I'm going to get into a couple of these free agents that we signed, and, you know, some would say that, you know, they were surprised by the signing and the length of the contracts and, you know, why Joe D went that way, why didn't he go this way? 
but it is what it is, and he has a blueprint, and they have a vision, and they stick to it, man. And it's a beautiful thing when they work together cohesively as a unit, right? So you got the big splash, one on each side of the ball. You got the defensive end, Carl Lawson, ex Cincinnati Bengals. On the offensive side, we signed a wide receiver, Corey Davis, from Tennessee. We also signed Keenan Cole, another wide receiver. Could play the slot, pivotal as far as special team play goes from Jacksonville. On the defensive side, we also signed that linebacker Davis, who has blazing speed but was misused in Detroit. Join up to help our secondary out. You know, some people question this signing, but it's a big uplift and a big sound upswing if everything goes right and he stays healthy. Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints. You know, they fit in the scheme and the vision that our new head coach and defensive coordinator have moving forward. So, you know, Joe Douglas basically did uh, a Bill Parcells. Well, if you want me to cook, you got to let me at least shop for the groceries, right? Let me do it his way. Now, let me backtrack a little bit and and get back to Sam Donald real fast and, and close that chapter of his career at the New York Jet real fast, right? I would say this. Now, let me ask you guys this. Obviously, you know Woody Johnson's back. You know, Trump, his, his uh, term as president is over. Did any Johnson, Woody or Christopher, have anything to do with Sam Donald being traded to the Carolina Panthers? Because some people wonder why it took Joe Douglas so long. Maybe he was hesitant to pull the trigger on the trade. Maybe he still had a little bit of belief in Sam Donald. Or maybe they were blown away by Zach Wilson's pro day. And, and, and you know, the, the medical reports came back flying colors for Zach Wilson to get drafted second row overall. Or maybe they closed holes in the chest and, and you know, hitting everyone with the bullseye and the bluff as far as playing poker and really want to take Justin Fields with that second pick. Who knows? Either way, Joe Douglas wants to do it his way. His head coach, his quarterback, if he's going to go down in flames, he wants to go down his way, his terms. I get it. I understand it, man. As a Jeff fan, it's frustrating. Yes, I, I wanted Sam Donald to succeed as much as any fan wanted him to see. And I understand that he was given a road deal. He wasn't surrounded with the talent. And hopefully, you know, offensive-minded coach and head coach and Matt Rue and, and, and Brady over there. He's reunited with Robbie Anderson. They had a one-two coincidence going on when they were both Jets, right? Arguing McCaffrey, top five co- um, running back when he's healthy. So, you know, I can see Sam Donald, you know, shining and doing what he has to do over there. He's still relatively young, and, you know, this guy still could be the limit for that kid, man. Obviously, you know, the days of the Jets and his regression, and it was just, uh, they needed it. It was a breath of fresh air. It was a change in a different direction, and it was needed for both moving forward, right? So, get to the draft. So many scenarios to look at. Because the Jets could shock the world and trade the second pick for a team that's starting for a quarterback as well. But then that, would that blow up in their face as well, being the fact that we traded Sam Donald? Or could they actually trade up using a 23rd pick and a future draft pick if they really wanted someone like Pitts, Chase, Waddle, right? Or the offensive lineman I mentioned from USC, the other one from Texas Tech. There's a lot of ways that Joe Douglas can slice and dice this draft, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident. He has a lot of draft capital. 
This is the second rodeo, the second go around as far as being the general manager and conducting the draft, right? His draft. So I'm feeling confident and I'm seeing that, you know, listen, we got Beckham. You see what he did during the season? You know, we got Mims. We got a late glimpse of some of his potential as wide receiver, right? You know, there were some questionable ones, you know, the free um the the punter. Obviously came out to be, you know, a diamond in the rough as far as the draft goes, right? So, you know, Joe D, I would give him a C plus, B minus for last year's draft. I'm looking for him to knock it out the park this one. So, you know, made some signings, traded Sam Donald. Woody Johnson's back. The real question remains though, when would the Jets be back? When would the Jets get back to relevancy? Is Zach Wilson? The man to lead us moving forward, to take us to the promised land, to put his hand in the air, his finger in the air, indicating he's number one like Joe Namath did. It's been that long for us Jeff fans. This draft is critical to the success moving forward. Make no mistake about it. The Jets cannot get this wrong again. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, this is the second first round pick we're using on a quarterback after Mark Sanchez. I mentioned the two second round picks, Hackenberg and Geno Smith. You see the track record as far as the quarterback play goes for the New York Jets. We could not afford to get this one wrong. Is Zach Wilson the right man for the job? Or can Justin Fields break the mold, the stigma, the stereotype that transpires, excuse me, that transplaces in places that have been placed upon Ohio State quarterbacks? You know, is Matt Jones even an option at number two, the quarterback from Alabama? You have to keep every possibility open, right? And keep an open mind when you're conducting the draft, right? I'm just saying, you know, national championship. You know, some say he benefited from playing on the Nick Saban and the NFL ready offense and the offensive line that came with it. And yes, he was suspended with a lot of talent, a lot. But some also say that he did more than two of them with the same talent or with less talent. Because, you know, Alabama, they produce NFL players at a high level that, you know, they like one and done. They like the Kentuckys of the of the NCAA football, right? But uh, this is a draft that it's offensive line heavy as well. So, again, like I said, man, I'm feeling confident. And I got confidence in Joe Douglas, and I feel that this draft will be a knockout for the Jets. And it's a new day, it's a new era moving forward. New head coach, like he said, all gas, no breaks. This is what we've been looking forward to as fans. You know, again, Sam Donald, wish you well in Carolina. I'm not going to keep going on whether he was screwed or not. And, you know, just moving forward, knowing what we have. You know, and they reset the salary cap as far as the quarterback play goes again, right? So we can keep on surrounding and implementing talent on both sides of the ball before um, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is due for a contract, right? Everything has to be coming to consideration as far as, you know, making that move and, and moving forward and trading Sam Donald, knowing that, you know, this is a critical draft and we cannot afford to get this wrong. No, we cannot take these steps backwards as we're accustomed to doing. Some would say that, you know, it's hard when no one wants to play for your team or, you know, for sucking and, and, and some of these 
guys in these contracts have been giving up over the years, man. You know, the Tremaine Johnsons, the Muhammad Wilkinsons, you know, right now, the C.J. Mosley, you know, the Le'Veon Bells. You know, obviously, Woody Johnson's not afraid to sign a check. But he hasn't got a bang for his buck yet. It's understand why a lot, of, a lot of times they're hesitant to try to overwhelm a contract as far as signing goes, right? And some some have said that he didn't get the offensive lineman from New England who ended up going to Kansas City. But you look at that place and you look at the scenario that takes place with the Jets, right? When you have one perennial Super, um, Super Bowl contending team and you won on the other side who's always on a constant rebuild. And you know from first hand because you played them twice a year for the season that you've been in the winning, right? So basically it was like a no-brainer. I'm not going over there. I'm not signing with that mess. That the show improve, right? But when 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 will the Jets show improve? Just think about that. Like the offensive line must be addressed in this draft and continue through free agency before the season begins. And it's crucial imperative. It's 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 just mind-boggling that Joe Douglas is not continue to correct and rectify the offensive line. What's the point of you drafting a quarterback with the second pick overall if you're not going to surround them with talent and protect them on the offensive line? I don't know. Again, I'm confident. You know, it is. It's frustrating being a Jet fan and, and there's times when, you know, you second guess and you're down what's going to happen. And that's rightfully so, being a Jet fan. You know? But you got to see what's going on. Look at what New England did in the free agency. Look what's going on in Buffalo. Look what's transpiring in Miami. It's got to be a way where we could get into those groups, those conversations, those teams. They are being competitive. They are being mentioned as division winners. Competitive, being mentioned as possible wildcard winners. Just the structure of a winning organization. From the owner to the head coach, down to the defensive coordinator, to the special teams coordinator, down to the video coordinator. It could be done. It's been proven. It's been a lot of successful teams. There's pity pad and, and, and follow the Patriot way and, and stole the blueprint. And I'm not telling Joe Douglas to do that. Because I'm sure he knows his examples of what to do and what not to be. And he's had success as in Baltimore and Philadelphia, constructing an offense that, and constructing a roster that led to a Super Bowl win, right? Against the New England Patriots. So it could be done. But could the Jets get it done? Yeah, I know you're frustrated and you, and you ask yourself, would you ever get to see a team win a Super Bowl? You know, some fans are still not over the fact, over the back-to-back AFC Championship appearances under Rex Ryan, man. I myself still can't get over the fact that, you know, we blew it in since uh, Indianapolis and we got hit with the two-piece with the biscuit against Pittsburgh. And after that, we've been shell-shocked ever since. So again, Smokers Lounge Podcast, Jet World, Jet Fans, is Zach Wilson the man moving forward to take the Jets? to the mountaintop of the NFL world? Or is it Justin Fields? We're going to find out. And hopefully, Joe Douglas gets it right. He breaks the mold. He breaks the cycle that's been going on with the New York Jets. 
Eventually, we have to hit a home run, right? We can't always strike out and get everything wrong. Eventually, something has to go right. It has to be. I'm 43 years old and I've been a Jet fan for over 30 years. I'm doing. We're all doing. We're all doing. Joe Douglas, we're riding with you. You know, so much is riding on you right now with this draft coming up, man. In a couple of weeks, we will be selecting another quarterback in the first round, Joe Douglas. And this quarterback has to be the one. Has to have a career at least sustainable to a, a Matthew Stafford in Detroit, a Matt Ryan with the Falcons, a future stud like Josh Allen in our own division now in Buffalo, or, or Baker Mayfield with Cleveland. You see, like, those guys were drafted in the same class as Sam Donald. And yes, they have been surrounded with more talent and offensive and the right coaches, yes. But what about Justin Herbert and his performance, his rookie performance last season? And let's not forget that, you know, when Joe Flacco played for the games and Sam Donald was injured, or he sold ghosts or whatever the case, Sam Flacco actually had better numbers than Sam Donald. And the Jets were actually scoring points. Yesterday they went, but they were competitive and they were winning and they were um, scoring points. And it looked crazy. And a lot of wild ifs began to circle. And I'm sure that's probably when everything changed and shifted and knowing that, you know, Sam Darnold probably isn't the quarterback moving forward for the New York Jets, right? Because just think about that for a second, man. I just mentioned Joe Flacco. If you look at his numbers when he started, and look at the numbers that Sam Donald had during the course of the season. The point disparity was crazy. Yes, Joe Flacco did not win no games, but he moved the ball. And, and it was a glimpse of the potential that the wide receiver unit had with Perryman, Jamison Crowder, and Denzel Mims. So, you know, hey, it is what it is, man. I would say this. I'm kind of surprised that the new head coach hasn't broken any of his guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, maybe Richard Sherman or somebody comes and, you know, help these young uh, help us out with the learn the offense and transition to the defense and all that, right? Because we did uh, sign the, the running back, Tevin Coleman. So I'm sure he's been familiar with LaFleur's play calling in San Francisco, right? But what about it on the defensive side? I mean, you know, the free agency is still not over and we could also sign somebody and, and players can cut every other day, you know. So moving forward, you know, you got to feel good and and keep the glass half full being a Jeff fan, man, knowing that one day we will turn it around and hopefully we'll start now. And the most pivotal moment and turning point for this organization will be this up-and-coming draft. And hopefully Joe Douglas knocks it out the park, man. You know, it's your boy Big Juice Smokers on his podcast, man. I want to thank everyone for the love and support. I've been grounded. You know, I did the Major League Baseball preview episode. I the CTE, the Killer Instinct, the She Got Game. You know, I'm also, you know, having technical difficulties on my YouTube channel, Smokers Notch Podcast, all one word. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Thank you for the patience. And, you know, it's a blessing when you talk sports and you get together and discuss it, debate it, how you want to go about it, dude. And, you know, as a fan, as a Jet fan, as an NFL fan, you know, I'm looking forward to this upcoming draft, man. And I'm hoping Joe Douglas gets it right. And hopefully your team gets it right moving forward and we both have amazing seasons. And hopefully the sky's the limit and the future's bright. And if it's Zach Wilson, then so be it. And if it's Justin Fields, I'm all right with that as well. It's your boy, B2 Smokers Lunch Podcast, man. This NFL Jet preview, man. You know, 
it's a gift and a curse being a Jeff fan, and, and, and it's just one thing that, you know, eventually we will get it right, and hopefully, you know, I'll get to see my team reach that pinnacle, at least, you know, reach the Super Bowl level, you know, seeing the Rex Ryan era, man, you know, had uh, the pleasure of hearing the Jets lose to the Denver Broncos in the AFC Championship game, man. Your boy, you know, your boy Big Joe, man. He was in solitary confinement in prison of state, man. And, you know, it's a frustrating day and, and just tired of the losing, man. And just tired of the stigma that we are, man. The last stack of being a fan of film and the problem in the bag ever, man. You can also check out that episode, man, on Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, man. On Anchor app, man. Brown paper bag ever. Tired of those things, man. You got to be tired, man. And, you know, hopefully we'll get it together. We'll turn it around. And again, like I said, man, is Zach Wilson the man moving forward? Or is it Justin Field? Or there surprises? Does he have uh, a few surprises up his sleeve, man? You never know this upcoming draft, man. All I know is Joe B. We trust. It's your boy Big June, man. I'm out, man. One.